everyone, welcome to One on One on the Bottom Line podcast, a brand new segment for the show. I'm Jimmy Finizzi. I hope that you're doing well. So basically the gist for this new segment is I personally will be going one-on-one with various guests from the sports world, the entertainment world, the music world, the pageant world even, you name it. It will be right here exclusively for one-on-one interviews with some pretty amazing people. And I already have quite a few guests lined up for this segment. And the first one being featured on this episode today is none other than Audra Miller of First to Eleven and Concrete Castles. She personally does not need any introduction, but she's getting one anyway in a little bit. But I'm super, super excited to have her on. We're going to be talking about how her career got started, who inspired her to start singing, what it means to her to be a front woman in a rock group where, let's face it, there aren't many female-fronted rock groups in today's era. And uh, we're going to be having a little bit of fun. We may even bring up some uh, Marvel discussion since we are both huge, huge Marvel fans. But before we get started, make sure you hit that like button and drop a comment down below if you're watching on YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss an episode and subscribe on all audio platforms as well. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. So with that being said, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the premiere of one-on-one on the Bottom Line podcast with... Audra Miller of First to Eleven and Concrete Castles. Enjoy. Welcome back to the premiere of One on One on the Bottom Line podcast. Once again, I am Jimmy Finizzi. I hope that you are doing well. And I personally do not think that this young woman needs an introduction anymore, considering the fact that she's been on the show one too many times. But you know what? She's going to get a little bit of one anyway. If you don't know who she is by now, she is the lead singer of First to Eleven and concrete castles and uh yeah that's pretty much all you need to know about this one but no seriously she is a extremely talented musician she's been on the podcast numerous times she's they've been nothing but supportive to us and we're very very thankful that she is one of the first people on this brand new segment ladies and gentlemen we are proud to have back on audra miller audra first and foremost welcome back how the heck are you doing Thank you. I'm doing good. I'm so excited to be back on uh, the new segment of the podcast. I know it was so funny. I was like, wow, we have been on here a lot. And then I was like, yeah, but this is like a new part of it. So yeah. it's like, this is something else. Yeah, this this is something entirely new. But no, but no seriously, we're, we're really, really excited to have you back. So let's not waste any more time here and get started so first and foremost i want to ask you this i'm always always fascinated to know how people originated their careers so with that being said how did your singing career first come about like who inspired you to start singing uh, was there a song in particular that made you want to start singing like how, how did your whole career come about so i started singing when i was like eight years old um okay like actually singing like that's when I started like taking voice lessons and like singing out in like public and stuff um but before that I think a lot of it actually weirdly came from like just kind of my like environment when I was little so we constantly as people who like have followed us for a long time know like I constantly was watching Disney movies when I was little and like always watching like Annie for some reason that's a weird one um and <laughs> no, I would just no, no, sing nothing wrong with Annie I don't mean to I know, cut right? you off no, no, I don't mean to cut you off I apologize but there's no, nothing good. wrong with watching Annie yeah that was my very first musical I was in too was Annie oh wow um, that's awesome yeah 
but I I just would sing along to like all of those all of those songs and I remember my parents just being like how are we gonna tell her that she is like not good at singing like how are we gonna do this <laughs> there you go and I just like grew into my voice I guess um and I once I I turned eight I started singing karaoke um just at like a bar that was like by my house like we'd go for dinner and I'd stay and sing karaoke and my parents were like seeing people watch me and they were just like wait a second <laughs> we have to like do something with this and nobody in my family sings so they were just like what do we do like what are we supposed to do with right this? right um so we were just like we searched around town to find like a vocal instructor and I ended up taking lessons for like a few years did musicals at my school um, and they were fun, but it just like wasn't my thing. And then that's when I ended up seeing First Eleven with like all of the old members and their old singer. I saw them playing out somewhere and right. there was like a sign up for the rock school. And my parents were like, oh, we should like look at that. And I ended up signing up for the rock school and then being put into First Eleven. And that's kind of how it all started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get more into that in a little bit. But little known factoid for those that are not aware, and Audrey, you don't even know this, um, my alma mater, Monmouth University, right here in West Long Branch, New Jersey, parts of Annie were actually filmed there at Woodrow Wilson Hall in the, at the in the old staircase there. No way! Yeah, no, I'm that serious. So back, cool. in, back in the 80s, it used to be filmed there. Small world, ain't it? <laughs> yeah, I was obsessed with that, so that is really cool. <laughs> Yeah, I was I I watched it with my I watched it with my sister when I was yeah. I figured, eh, why not? But Oh, I used no, to watch that all the time. Yeah, there you go. But you mentioned you mentioned karaoke earlier. Like that kind of want, wanted me to bring you to some of your um earlier performance, like when you first started to perform in front of people. I, I think I recall the first time you performed, I forget what it was. It was either you performing the national anthem somewhere or was at that karaoke bar. But regardless. How did it feel for you? Like, what was going through your mind as a very young, I, I, you're still young, don't get me wrong, but a very younger version of Audra, what was she thinking getting up there for the first time performing in front of people? What were you thinking at the time? <laughs> I was so scared. I remember, like, trying to, like, work myself up to singing there because we would go to this, like, restaurant bar, like, eat all the time, like, it's so mm -hmm. close to us, it's, I mean, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere. There's not really a lot of things around here. So we'd right. always go there and we'd always like go watch the karaoke. And I was like, man, that looks so fun. Like, I don't know though. And <laughs> I remember one night we went and I was just like, I'm going to sing tonight. Like I, tonight is the night I'm going to do it. This was like eight-year-old me. I was just like, you're going to sing at this karaoke night. And <laughs> I think the hardest part for me was trying to decide what song to sing because you know when you go to karaoke they have those big giant books of like right. songs and every time we'd go I'd look through like the whole book and I'd just be like I don't know I don't know what I'm gonna do and I was so like indecisive um so I ended up singing Rolling in the Deep um and that was like the first song I ever sang um in front of anybody and oh, wow. I was so scared and I'm, I'm pretty sure I just stood like completely still like Oof. white knuckle like gripping onto the microphone like so scared and then once I got done I was just like that's it I'm not doing any more tonight like, <laughs> no more I'm one. done get me out of here <laughs> that's my one and then I'm done for today <laughs> oh my gosh that look 
Hey, I would be exactly in your shoes. <laughs> you you will never, ever, ever catch me on stage doing karaoke because A, I'm a terrible singer to begin with, and B, I am an extremely, extremely shy person when it comes to that type of stuff. So you will never, ever catch me on there. But that that bar, though, it didn't have like one of those like jukeboxes or anything or to like pick a song, right? No, no. It was, <laughs> all, it was all just like that little karaoke binder. And I was like, oh, okay, oh. okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> for for some reason, I was thinking one of those like old school jukeboxes that you'd find like a diner or something that had oh, like, one no, of those, like mini song books. You insert a quarter. There you go. That's your song. <laughs> no, it was literally just a binder of like thousands and thousands of songs that you could just flip through to like okay. find. Yeah. Oh, probably makes it easier for any everybody anyway. But uh-huh. regardless. <laughs> so, what is there a specific um, music artist that? inspired you to start singing uh I don't know if it was so much a specific artist but there definitely were like a few that I listened to when I was younger um one of them being Adele I listened to you know rolling in the deep like I I mostly just listened to everything that was on the radio so it was like rolling in the deep Adele a ton of like Carrie Underwood um Mm. and then like weirdly enough I think it was just because it was on the radio like when I was growing up I was probably like what like 2006 or 7 or something it was like the Fergie songs were like super popular (laughs) um so I always heard those and I those were like the ones that I would like sing along to in the car um but I don't know if it was like really a specific artist that kind of like inspired me to do it or if I was just like I like singing why don't I just try and actually sing you know Mm -hmm. Um, Because I would just sing along to everything, anything that was on radio, I would just learn every single song and just sing it. So it was mostly just like the whole idea of singing. I was like, this seems like fun. I should just do it. (laughs) (laughs) I know you are a huge, huge fan of Steven Tyler. He's your all-time favorite vocalist. A, have you seen Aerosmith live? And B, favorite Aerosmith song of all time? I have never seen Aerosmith live and it makes oh my me God. so sad. They, they are, they are amazing. I, I know. I, I, I've only seen them once. That was back in like, oh my gosh. I think it was like 11 years ago already was when I've seen them. It was, it, it's crazy, yeah, but they are, so they're jealous. amazing. Steven, Steven Tyler still got it, man. He does. He literally does. He's like the best, probably one of the best vocalists ever. That was actually one that a band that I listened to a lot too while I was growing up because it's my dad's favorite band. So okay. we had all of like the Aerosmith CDs, like when I was little and we would just listen to like every single CD. But I think my favorite, my favorite song ever by them is Dream On. So when we covered mm. that, I was like so excited. Um, but also um, Love in an Elevator. I used to listen to that song. Oh man. I love that, that song. That's my all time favorite right yeah, there. That one and then Sweet Emotion. Those are probably my top three. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. now nah, it's 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 not easy to come up with a top anything of Aerosmith. I know songs. there's like a whole it's like a whole big catalog. Like how can you pick from just like I know five, I 10 songs? It's I was like, obsessed it's crazy with them. Obsessed. <laughs> still, I still am. But. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's 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 nothing wrong with that. But no, so I think good. I think I have like I think I have like maybe one. I had to dig around to find it somewhere in my house, but I think I have like one Aerosmith record. I forget exactly which one it is, but I got to dig it up somewhere. But I, have like- I literally think I have like the CD still. 
Oh, like, wow. Actually, like, in my, I think it, wait, I'm not actually joking with you. I'm pretty sure they're in this drawer right next to me. Unopened. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me see if I can get, pull them out, because I literally can see them in there. I kept them, because I was oh, like, wow. I want, uh, unopened. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> Yo, no way. No, That's no. Sick. Like, literally in the wrapping. <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. If you're not watching on YouTube, I encourage you go click on the YouTube link. For I real. You, these have been it's in a there. real treat. I, I have no clue how long these have been in there. And I, I don't like, we don't have a CD player. That. So, yeah. and I don't even have them in my car. But um, yeah, I have these still i just keep them because i it's what i listened to when i grew up so i just kept them forever and i was like man these are gonna be cool one day so i just (laughs) kept them in the wrapping and i just still have them in my drawer that that's a very good collectible considering the fact that cd players have become obsolete i know know? (laughs) you can't even use them (laughs) yeah nobody does i mean the car that i have still has a cd player so i I pop in one of your cds every now and yeah every once in a while yeah that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty I don't much even all the think CDs my I car listen to. Has a CD player, to be honest. I don't I'm, think I'm, I'm sorry, I cut you off. What'd you say? Oh no, you're good. I just said I don't even think my car has a CD player. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, mine's a 2008, so CD players were still a thing back then. But anyway, <laughs> we're getting sidetracked here. So let's go into uh, band performances here. So when you first heard of First to Eleven, was obviously through um through the rock school and through Ryan, obviously. And once you got in when their original lead singer, I think, uh, I think Catherine was the original lead singer, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was one before um, her, but he wasn't in the band for very long. He just okay, kind of okay. popped and did a few things and then. Yeah. Cause, I, cause out, I, yeah. Cause if I remember correctly, I think Matt is like the only original member of the entire thing. Yeah, because I, I know Ryan's been with you guys since the beginning, but as yeah. far as like, actual members, Matt Matt's the OG. Yeah, so he, he's say, been around through everything. Yeah, technically Ryan has been there, but he hasn't been a member of the band since the beginning. So right, yeah, right. Matt Matt's the only one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, it's crazy, man, crazy. Matt Matt Matt's Matt's great though. We all <laughs> love him for obvious reasons. But anyway, <laughs> so going back to your um originating performances with the band. If I recall correctly, the first time that you guys were on this show, you had said that you had learned the wrong song. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I, I still, I still laugh correct. at that every time I listen it's back to so it. so funny. What, what was the song that you were trying to learn when you were trying to go up there? So there we played, I think we played like five songs okay. at my first show. Um, we played Rolling in the Deep. Um, Love Story by Taylor Swift, Um, Don't Stop Believing, and then the other one, which was Hysteria by Muse, Muse, but the first thing that pops up when you search Hysteria is the Hysteria by Def Leppard, not by Muse. Oh, no. And since I had, I'd only been to one practice before um, our first show, like I just showed up to the first practice and they were like we have a show at like the sloppy duck which is just like a, a bar downtown um right. like next week and i was like okay um and they were like here's the songs like we won't do that many the fifth song was sweet child of mine but i didn't have time to learn it like the whole entire thing so they had trevor who now like 
who was like shooting all of like our first 11 videos, he sang Sweet Child of Mine um, that day. But yeah, I learned the wrong hysteria because I don't think we ever specified like which artist it was. Um, and I just was like, search like hysteria. And that was the first one. And I was like, it's gotta be this one, right? Like, why would we do another one? Mm. And it was not that one. And I showed up to the show and they were like, it's this one. And I was like, guess I gotta go learn it in the car. Like, oh. so I already was like, so scared because it was the first show. And then that happened. And I was like, this is the worst day ever. <laughs> <laughs> But now, just for clarification, was it Hysteria by Def Leppard or by Muse that you by, eventually sang? By Muse. Hysteria it was by Muse. Muse. Okay, okay. Yep. But you but you learned the one by Def Leppard by mistake. Correct. Okay. Just just so we're clear, oh, that's yeah. what the, that's what the song was. Because oh, no, yeah. I, I remember I remember when you shared that for the first time. You when you came on for the first time, I was like, oh my god, if that was me, I I, I would just quit. I would just, I would just oh. go home. I'm done. I was so scared. I literally, and I was so like young at the time. I didn't even have like a, a phone. So like, I couldn't like look up the words and like hold them up. I had right. to like print off like the words from like a computer and like oh, hold a piece of gosh. paper to like sing the song because I had no other way to like look up the words to the song. It was so scary. <laughs> they, they didn't have one of those, um, they didn't have one of those like teleprompters where you could just look at the screen behind people. Nope. Oh Never. my gosh. That's brutal. Oh my yeah. gosh. But ever, ever since then, obviously you become more, more comfortable with performing in front of people. I mean, obviously look at the success you guys have garnered over the years, <laughs> but what would you tell that younger version of yourself? If you were to see her for the first time going on that stage, what would you tell her? um that it doesn't matter as much as you think it does <laughs> I remember just like being there and just being like this is it this is the the biggest and most important thing in my life like and it was in the moment but right. looking back on it I definitely didn't have to be as like stressed out and like worried like mm -hmm. I still was a good singer I still was like excited to like be on stage and like be performing at the first show and I wish that I would have just been like this is fun instead of being like so scared that I was gonna like mess something up because it didn't matter even if I messed something up everybody was still gonna be like yay like good job you know what I mean um because it's the first show so I think I would just say like enjoy it more like there's mm. no reason to to be so so worked up over something that is was probably like one of the most like exciting things ever. <laughs> there you go. Now transitioning over to the um, first to eleven era, the now official first to eleven era. Yeah. By the way, before that, for those that don't know, um, M four was the other original name before first to eleven. And by the way, if you're curious, their new their original All Eyes on Us is still on YouTube. If you want to go check it out for yourself, and I promise two. you, There's it is two. a good song. But like, damn. <laughs> Isn't it funny? We look so little in that. <laughs> it's still, and you said there, there's two songs still there's, up there on the, on the think, YouTube channel? I think there's two on the M4 YouTube channel. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So if you're, if you're curious, go search M4 on YouTube and uh, you know, <laughs> see what we're talking about. But transitioning from M4 to First to 11, you guys started the First to 11 channel 
gosh, I think like six years ago already. I mean, which is absolutely insane. And now look at all of the um, success that you guys have garnered. Over 1.5 million subscribers now. And congratulations on that once again. Mm. Looking back at your entire career with First 211 so far, what's been your most memorable moment so far? Ooh, I, I feel like it's more of like the little things. So like okay. any time that like we would all get to like travel together or like go somewhere like as a band, like for example, when we were doing like the rock off stuff at the Hall of Fame, we would right. all pile into Ryan's van and take the drive to Cleveland. And then we just hang out at the rock, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And what's funny is we had been there so many times for this competition that mm -hmm. everybody else who would like come see us or other people who were there would be like walking around, like looking at like all the stuff in like the museum. And we would literally be on the third floor in the theater that nobody goes into just taking a nap. Like all of us were just laying in the chairs, taking a nap because we were like, nobody goes in this theater and we can lay down and eat pizza and take a nap in here. And that's like what we would do like during the day. We would order like the worst pizza ever um, and we would get it every time, even though it was bad. And we just hang out all day. But is, it's like, is, is, it, like is that. it really that bad though? Sorry to cut you off again. <laughs> No, you're good. It was, it was really bad pizza. It, I'm pretty sure the restaurant like is gone. Like it's not there. Oh anymore. my God. I think we were the only thing keeping them alive because we would just order like five pizzas. Like when we were at the rock off, like once a year, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> oh, but, well, yeah. That, well, that was I've, I've only, I've only been to Ohio like once and that was in Akron. I've yeah. never had their pizza, but if you're saying it's that bad, then that that's yeah. a no for me it was just the one restaurant it was just this okay, one okay the only place you would get it from <laughs> okay well let me tell you this though the rock and roll hall of fame is still on my bucket list i will be going there soon enough so yeah fingers crossed on that one but i actually want to go over to those uh rock off performances there at the rock and roll hall of fame when you first heard about the opportunity what, what were you guys thinking uh we were actually too young when oh, we first okay. heard about it. So we first heard about this and um, it's because like there are other like rock schools going because there's like a rock school. It's not actually that name, but like a rock school in, in Cleveland who is doing these two. And mm -hmm. I don't know how Ryan found out about it. And I have no clue how he heard about it or like how that happened. Um, but we actually performed for like two years before we were even old enough to like actually compete in the competition because you had to have half of your members be in high school so when we were finally old enough me and Matt still weren't even in high school um the first year we won um but all of our other band members since they're older than us were in high school so like we finally like qualified that year and that was like the first year that we won um but I have no clue how Ryan found out about it and it jumped around to like a few different locations like before it ended up at the hall of fame like we played uh one year at like the house of blues in cleveland mm -hmm. and that one was actually super fun and then it ended up moving to the hall of fame and then we just kept going <laughs> there nice. every single year and now you you guys have won that championship back-to-back -back years i think 2015 and 16 15 and if i'm 16, not mistaken yeah. correct yeah <laughs> that's 
It's really, really crazy. I remember we were talking <laughs> about that also the first time that you guys were on. And I remember like, I think, I think Sam, I think Sam was the one that had like a completely different experience from the rest of you because he wasn't, he was in a, another band at the time. Yeah, he, he was, was not he in also our was band. not an original <laughs> member. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? Yeah, he was not in our band. That's <laughs> but yeah, he, he had a completely different experience. But going off of that, how did you guys end up meeting Sam? So we actually had known Sam that whole time. Okay, um, okay. So Sam joined that other rock school band right around the same time that like first to 11 started. Um, oh, cool. So he had been in Jack's mom for like, or taking guitar lessons and stuff for like just as long. Um, but he just wasn't in our band. He was just in the other band that was basically like running parallel to like how our band formed. Um, right. So it was like pretty much the same thing. And he just was like, there, we used to do these things at the rock school when we were younger that they would just be rock school shows. So every band in the rock school would come to this one venue and we would each play like three or five songs or something. And it would be like a whole concert of just all rock school kids. Um, so we had always known Sam, um, but then he just didn't actually join the band until later. The origin story of Sam Gilman. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. But <laughs> anyway, but going back to um, going back to first to 11 here, like I said before, 1.5 million subscribers, a lot of success, six years on YouTube. What, in your opinion, has been the best song you guys have covered and the hardest song you guys have covered? Ooh, I think... I, me and Matt were actually talking about this the other day. Um, I think the best overall, like all around cover that we've we've done is our collab with um, Brooke, the Hey There Delilah collab. Oh um, man, I love that one. Yeah, just because we were able to like, like Ryan and at, like everybody who like worked on the music for that one, like when they all were working on it, like we're able to change it enough to make it sound like we are going for like more of like a folk style because Brooke does like that kind of music. And mm -hmm. we hadn't ever done that before. Um, but I think it like came together so well. And I love singing with Brooke and we just like work together very well. And it's nice because with all of our other clubs, obviously those are like so fun too, but they're all in different places. But when we do a club with Brooke, we're all in the studio together. So it's more of like a very like actually like collaborative process where right. like me and her sat down together and recorded the vocals together and figured out every harmony together. And it like makes it like that much more fun and just like that much better of like a collab because you actually get to like work with like the person that you're doing it with. And like, obviously since we've known Brooke for so long, it's so easy for us all to work together that we end up doing like really cool stuff when we collab together. Right, yeah, going off of your, and by the way, yeah, I do agree. You're, you and Brooke's voices blend tremendously <laughs> together. That, that's what makes that cover so, so amazing in my opinion. But going off on your collaborations, I know the people that you have collaborated the most with are Addie from Hallocene, Violet, and Lauren, shout outs to them, by the way. I know you guys have been really, really good friends with them for a long time. How did, how did you guys first come across them? So um, 
Halloween was actually our first ever collab, like ever. Um, Addy, I think they actually, I think they actually reached out to us on YouTube. I can't remember okay. like who, who reached out to who, but Addy actually flew from Arizona to Pennsylvania and like came to the studio and did the first collab with us. That was new rules. Um, and then after we had seen, like we had done a few, like a few more collabs with them since they really started like reaching out to other people. And then when they started doing um, other collabs and stuff, like we did too. So like after we did their collab, we reached out to Lauren and we did a collab with her. And then Hallisine saw that we collabed with Lauren and then they were like, we should collab with Lauren. And it just kind of turned into like this big like circle. And then they reached out to Violet. And when we saw that, we were like, oh my gosh, we should do one with the four of us. And mm -hmm. that's where we came up with the, the idea to do the Queen song. Um, so we, I reached out to the four of them and I was like, Hey guys, like we have this idea. We want to do somebody to love, but we want to have everybody on it. And then Addie was like, well, if you guys do somebody to love, can we do Bohemian Rhapsody? And then we can just do like a double, like back to back, like queen club. And we were like, Oh my gosh, like, yeah, that'd be awesome. There you go. But the, yeah, they're like our go-tos. Like anytime we need somebody and we're like oh we need a lot of voices like for this we need it we need to do a song with like a ton of people on it we're always just like hey guys like you guys want to sing on this and like now <laughs> we've like broadened our our circle of collabs so much um that we've you know done stuff with like anthony and like we reach out to other people beyond like those three and like the four of us obviously still love to collab together but mm -hmm. when other people see our collabs they're like that's really cool. Like, and then we just keep like reaching out to more and more. So we have some really cool like collabs coming up the rest of this year that we're pretty excited about too. Yeah. Note to self, come collab with us. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so I want to discuss, um, I want to discuss you personally for just a second here, because let's face it, we live in a world where there aren't that many female fronted rock bands which is a travesty in my opinion so for you personally what does it mean for you to be the front woman of a highly successful band of actually two bands one cover band and in concrete castle so what does it mean to you to be a front woman of a band and what would you say to the younger girls who may be watching this right now who want to do this for a living i think a lot of my answer actually comes down to that. And it's like, I, I was inspired by a lot of those female fronted, like Paramore, like Paris, huge inspirations for me. So when I think about like myself in a band like this, in that position, mm -hmm. I just want to do the same thing that like those bands did for me, because if it wasn't for like listening to Paramore, like when I, when I joined the band, I don't think I ever would have even like been able to transition into like singing like rock music or like heavier music. Because when right. I grew up, I, I listened to country music and I listened to what was on the radio and I never really listened to anything else. Um, and I think like all the guys helped out with that a lot too. If they were like, Hey, we want to do a cover of this song. And I was like, I've never heard that song before, but it's really cool. Like, and just have been introduced to so many female fronted 
rock bands that kind of inspired me and that's exactly what I want to do for kids who are younger and who are watching us on YouTube or like my students who come in to take lessons and they're like yeah I like found out about you guys because I watched your YouTube channel and like I wanted to take lessons and then I get to teach them like it's just very like full circle moment and I think that's like the coolest part about it no I agree because you look at some of the female fronted bands today I mean there there are there are plenty of them but like I said there's just not enough in my opinion but the ones that you do have Paramore like you mentioned you have uh, Hailstorm you have Evanescence one of my all-time favorites uh, you have the Go-Go's you, you have all, all these other different female fronted bands and then you have the all female bands like I said the Go-Go's being one of them and and yeah. Fanny one of the first female female rock bands ever it was formed in the late 1960s so I think it's really really fascinating that you see these female fronted bands and to be like oh wow maybe there maybe there can be uh can be a significant difference if uh Mm -hmm. if people just like accept these women for how talented they are and what they can bring to the table is that something that that you have ever thought about personally yeah I think there's like there's a huge like stigma in like rock music where it it was all guys everything and I mean there still is in like the music industry like all like writers and producers like 90% of writers and producers are not females Mm -hmm. um and I luckily have been able to work with like a few female writers and have had the best time but same with like our producers for our Concrete Castles album like John and Steven they're also amazing producers and writers but it is weird to think like there's not that many like women who want to go into like the music industry and and do that kind of stuff um and I think it is like there's not a lot of there hasn't been a lot of room for like female fronted bands in in rock music in the past and I think it's completely changing now even you just think about all the people that we have collabed with like the big the big four were all all female fronted rock bands basically Lauren Addie Violet like all of us um Mm -hmm. so it is cool and especially in like the YouTube community to see like how many like bands there are who have like their rock band but they have like a female fronted like female vocalist Mm-hmm. No, that's it's very, very fascinating stuff. And uh, I wish me personally, I wish there were more female fronted rock bands. That's just me personally, because it would really make a difference in the world. So now you mentioned Concrete Castle. So let's discuss that a brand new original project that just got started. Super, super exciting stuff. You guys have already released three singles that have I don't know how many views and counting, but it's it's a lot. I can promise you that <laughs> um, just a friend. Porcelain and Half Awake, those are the three singles that are out right now. And you guys obviously have an album coming out very, very soon, which is obviously disclosed right now. So it's going to have to wait a little bit longer, but <laughs> it's going to be worth the wait. But what made you guys decide to start this original project? So we we kind of started our, our covers channel as a way to introduce people to our original songs. and. Okay we kind of got on like the the covers train and we were just like wow this is going really well and we just kept going and kept going and because of that we when we played at the hall the hall of fame we 
got a, a spot on Warp Tour and we played oh, a date yeah. on Warp Tour. While we were at Warp Tour, we met our now manager of Concrete Castles. Um, we were introduced to him by um, Kevin Lyman, who was the one who was like in charge of like the whole Warp Tour. He was like ran the Warp Tour. And they're actually really good friends still. Like Sam and Matt like saw Kevin like the last time we were in like LA or something. Um, <laughs> but that's how we met Michael, who's our manager now. And after he heard us there, he had just been, he followed our covers channel and was like following us. And he reached out to me and he was like, hey, would you be interested in like coming to California to like write some songs? And I was like, yeah, like, <laughs> I sure. And I was like, I don't know, like 16 or 17 or something. Um, so my parents came with me. This is the first time I've ever been to LA. And we wrote Thrill. And then oh, yeah. we put Thrill out. Just, and... just, just, just a little known track in case you're wondering. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Um, so <laughs> we put Thrill out. And a few years later, our now head of our label and our booking agent, Dave, um, found Thrill and was watching it. And he was like, this is awesome. And he reached out to us over, over email and we ignored him because <laughs> we thought that his booking agency was fake. Um, yeah, because it had so many artists on it that we loved that we were like, there's no way this is real. Um, so Ryan reached out to one of his friends who was like listed on there. He was in one of the bands and I reached out to Michael and I was like, do you know who this guy is? Like, who, who is Dave? And he was like, you need to answer him. Like, oh my gosh. So full circle story. Dave and Michael were roommates in college and they are best friends. So he didn't know, Dave didn't know that Michael is the one who sent me out to write Thrill and he just okay. happened to stumble upon it. And then they were like, wait a second. What if we worked together and managed <laughs> and signed these, this band and booked their tours together? And then there you were okay that sounds like a good idea um and that's like kind of how that whole thing like happened like it just was like very coincidental that like Dave who just happened to be Michael's like best friend stumbled upon Thrill the song that Michael brought me out to write and then they just like connected about us and then ta-da Concrete <laughs> Castles was formed wow that's that really is a fascinating story it and, and you, it's you so guys but <laughs> yeah and you guys actually had uh you had you had your first show as Concrete Castles recently it was in uh it was in here in New Jersey in Atlantic City and I had the honor of seeing you guys it was tremendous you guys Thank absolutely you. killed it no Thank of course you. and I hope I really do hope you guys come back to the area sometime because it will be awesome to see you guys again but how did it feel to be on stage again, A, for the first time in over a year because of the pandemic and everything, and B, to be on there as a new original band? It was crazy. Um, I think the weirdest part for us was, was the amount of time, because when we play cover shows, we play like three to four hours worth of music, like mm -hmm. the whole entire show. But when you play original stuff, you play like 30 to 45 minutes, like max. And right. we were like, this is awesome. <laughs> we don't have to play four hours of a show. Right. <laughs> but it's even more exciting because you're not just playing cover music. You're playing like your own music, which is like a whole different like experience. And a lot of the songs that we played there haven't even come out yet. 
which was right. like even more exciting but it was mm -hmm. it was cool to see like when we played like just a friend or like half awake like you could see people like singing along to it and we were like yeah. oh, man, like they know this song like they've been listening to it that it's it's been out like they know it and it's weird because we're kind of like on our YouTube channel trapped in this little internet bubble where like we haven't been able to do anything mostly because of you know the past year being insane oh, um, yeah. but it's been a while since we've actually gotten to go play out and like talk to people and like see how people respond to our music in a live setting so it was it's really cool to like kind of see that again for like the first time in a in a while yeah no it's it, it just felt nice to see people again at a live show for the first time in a year and a half it was really really cool but yeah you pretty much just uh, you pretty much played almost your entire full-length debut album which is coming out very very soon I don't want to I don't want to get too much into that because I know <laughs> it's still undisclosed information right now so we're just gonna leave that alone but uh I know you guys have super super exciting stuff coming out with concrete castles i know you have another single coming out very very soon which is going to be very very exciting stuff i think i have a guess on what it is but i'm not going to say it here because <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to give anything away but very very exciting stuff coming up with concrete castles if you aren't go subscribe to their youtube channel and please go subscribe to first 11 as well if you have not done so already speaking of subscribing and speaking of youtube you have your own personal youtube channel what made you want to start your own? So I I wanted to do something kind of like big and exciting when I hit um, 100,000 followers on Instagram. So I was like brainstorming all this stuff and like couldn't really come up with anything that I liked. And Matt was like, you should just start a YouTube channel. And I was like, what? I don't know how to I don't know how to do this. Like, obviously, we make YouTube videos all the time, but it's not that kind of YouTube video. And I was like, I have nothing that I can even like shoot these with. Like I have no equipment. I have no clue how to use anything. I don't know how to do this. And he was like, well, I'll just help you until you like know how to do it on your own. And I'll like teach you how to do it. And I was like, okay. So I, I posted and I was like on the first to 11 YouTube channel, like community page. And I was like, Audra's so close to hitting a hundred thousand. Like she has a really big surprise when she hits it that day. I hit a hundred thousand on Instagram because I posted on the YouTube channel and I was like, oh my God, I have to like announce a YouTube channel right now. Wow. So <laughs> we literally, so my, my idea for the channel was, um, a hundred questions for a hundred K and that was the first video I did. And Matt and I literally stayed up to like 3am the night before created the whole channel, got everything ready, then got up. The next morning came in at like 10 shot the whole entire video he edited the whole thing that day and it came out friday so like wow. it was like a span of three days like hit a hundred thousand on wednesday did everything else on thursday video came out on friday and like that's how quick it was so i had i just kind of got like thrown into it and i was like i just have to learn how to do this now um so I was like using like our old first to 11, like cameras and stuff that we used when we first started shooting videos. But I was like, mm -hmm. these are like the most annoying things ever to like carry around and like use because I would have to drag everything home from the studio and then 
unpack it all, bring it all back the next day. And I was like, this sucks. I don't want to do this. So <laughs> after I was like, okay, I really like am enjoying this. Like I want to, I want to get my own stuff and like be able to just do this on my own. I just bought all everything I needed for my channel and just now I just have it here. So it's way easier for me to shoot videos and I like know what I'm doing now. And now I know how to like edit them and color correct them and like do everything that I need to do. And I just do it all by myself. That's crazy how that happened in a short period of time. I know. I mean, <laughs> that really is. Whew, I mean, it just flew by like this. I mean, yeah. damn. Like, I know. where was it all going? <laughs> yeah, I was expecting at least like a few days like notice. No, it literally was that <laughs> And I was like, man, what am I going to do? Whoops. <laughs> Well, now what? No, but yeah. But your your first video, your 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 one hundred questions for one hundred K video was very very fascinating. But I gotta be real, some of these questions that people ask, like, <laughs> I mean, like what? Why? Like why are you? How do you deal with some of these questions you get asked? I I don't, I don't understand. Like, do people have <laughs> nothing else better to do with their lives? Like, how do you deal with this on a daily basis? Our like group chat with like me, um, Violet, Addie, and Lauren, just like we were always just like, you know, if you want to start a YouTube channel or like you want to do anything on the internet, just be prepared. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that's basically yeah, pretty all much. You can, that's all you can say about it. Just be prepared. Like that's it. That's the, that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Short, sweet, and to the point. I like it. So let's have a little bit more fun here. I recently saw one of your more re more recent videos on your YouTube about Marvel because I know that you and your brother Ryan are huge obsessed. Huge Marvel. Yeah. Um, I know Iron Man's your all time favorite. Robert Downey Jr. is tremendous. <laughs> um, so I would ask you to make a top five list of Marvel movies right now, but that'd be too much pressure. So instead, other than Iron Man, okay, what is your favorite? I think. Okay, I have live well, two. I'll I'll okay. go between two, either um, Endgame, obviously. Yes. Or that that, um, that that's my number one as of right. Yeah, now. I like that one a lot. Or there then there's like two of the other Avengers movies. I like the Avengers movies a lot because I like when like they're all together. Um, but I there's like a tie for the next two because I can't decide. I either like um, Civil War or Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron oh, is like one of my wow. favorite ones. So, okay yeah yeah see see with me it's 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 crazy because i i love the event the first avengers movie was great loved it so good i love that great. one absolutely second one to me was okay it, it wasn't bad i didn't i didn't hate it but to me it was okay yeah not really huge on it but it was all right infinity war i mean what more can you say about that i mean infinity war was tremendous and then end game i mean talk about a dramatic ending to a franchise like that it's just unbelievable i know but so to me just age of ultron was it was eh, it, it wasn't anything special to me in my opinion i just thought i was like drawn out all over the place that's yeah. just me personally but it was still it was still watchable it was tolerable oh, to yeah. me i enjoyed it i like i love the um introduction of of wanda okay that. no no that that was really good that vision, like when they come up in that movie i'm like yeah <laughs> I love that. they're like my favorite they're like some of my favorite characters so that's why that's why that's my reasoning no that's no I I, I I i i totally get that hey that's <laughs> i respect it but 
But listen, as far as as far as mine go, I mean, Endgame, I Endgame, I mentioned, I loved Iron Man three. I don't, I don't know what about, I don't know what about it. I loved it. it was just really, really good. Um, oh my god, what else was there? Uh, Black Panther is another really good one. Super, god bless yeah. Chadwick Boseman's poor soul. That's a real shame. What oh, happened? I know. Um, I'm really curious to see how they're gonna pull off the second one, though. I, I mean, will, I'm just I'm... like, he, he's not here. It's like, what are you gonna do? I know. I'm, I'm very, very curious. Which, which, I'll ask you a question now. Sure. Which new movie that they've like announced are you most excited for? Oh, you gotta be careful. That's, that's <laughs> so a tough many. There's so many. Oh my gosh. Um, oh, that's a tough one. I wanna say, I wanna say Black Widow. I wanna say Black Widow. I'm actually really, really curious about that one. I know it's supposed to be like, um, a prequel to like yeah. how Scarlett Johansson first came about to be in the Marvel universe. But I, at the same time, I'm also like, you couldn't have released this like maybe before Avengers. Like, c- c- come on now. It comes but, out. Doesn't it come out like tomorrow? I, th- I think so. Like in theaters yeah. and also on, uh, on Disney plus at the Disney time plus, of this recording, yeah. it's July 8th. So it comes out July 9th. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are curious like us, I mean, if you have Disney Plus, it's it's on there with, uh, I think, premium access right yeah, now. Yeah, you just like buy it or something. Yeah, but if you want to go see it in theaters, by all means, go nuts. I ain't going to stop yeah. you. But that's the one I am curious. I'm also curious about Black Panther 2, obviously. Yeah. Um, what else was there? Um, I'm not too huge on it, but the new Doctor Strange movie sounds fascinating. I, I didn't really like the first one, to be I honest. I didn't either. No, I'm you didn't either. Okay. <laughs> No, Ryan, my brother loves Doctor Strange. Like that's like one of his favorites, and I it's just not one of mine. But mm, yeah, no, I got you. But but yeah, it, if I'm interested in any of the newer ones, it's it's those three in particular. I'm I'm very very curious. But as far as like as far as like the the other ones are concerned, I mean I mean man, this is this is really really it's it's <laughs> tough to pick just one to like, you know. I know, but. I, I said Endgame, I said Black Panther, Iron Man 3, the first Iron Man I really, really loved too. I love um, What was the other one I was thinking of? Uh, Thor Ragnarok was another really, really oh, good Oh yeah, one, I love that which, one. Which is probably my favorite Thor movie ever. Oh yeah, the other, the first two Thor movies, I was like about to fall asleep during those. <laughs> Not gonna lie. <laughs> I more love more, the more so the second one with me, because the second one is like the worst one ever. But... What is that? The whatever the shadow things are, whatever is that? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I completely forgot about that movie in the first five minutes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that is the probably the worst one ever. Uh, no, it's 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 terrible. I mean, Incredible Hulk was okay. Wasn't anything special to me in my opinion. It was just okay. But I mean, the, the whole laundry list of... I, Captain Marvel, I also really, really love. I, I don't understand, like, all the hate that it's Me gotten. Neither. I loved it. I yeah. loved Captain Marvel. Brie, yeah. Brie Larson, oh, my God. Brie, Brie Larson is such a badass. I, I love her. She's just I like, oh, her. my gosh. Like, uh, I mean, I'm also curious to see what they do with, do with the new Captain Marvel movie, too. That's yeah. another one I'm curious about. Yeah. But there's just, like, there's, like, so much dissect with Marvel. It's not even funny. I mean. I'm not. I'm not going to mention the other uh, the other comic book company, but we'll just. <laughs> but, but no, in, in in all seriousness, though, 
look, Marvel's fantastic. I mean, the first time, the first Marvel movie I ever watched was, I think, um, was Iron Man 2. Oh, wow. I, I, I wasn't introduced to the first one until, like, I think, like, a few years after I saw the second one. Because I, I had no idea what was going on. I was a kid at the time. I didn't know any better. I didn't know what yeah. was going on. But after I saw the first one, I was like, oh, so this is how this is linked to this, this plot. I'm like, okay, sense. now it all starts no. to make sense. There you go. But no, like, now now I'm curious about you. What, what new Marvel movies are you curious about? I think... I'm probably most excited for the new Thor one. Oh um, my God, yes. Thor, yes. what is it? What is it called? Like Love and, Love and Thunder. Love and Thunder, yeah. I'm excited for that one. Um, and um the the Ant-Man one. Um, oh, the, the new Ant-Man of the Wasp movie? Yeah, it's like Ant-Man, like uh whatever. It's like Quantum Mania or something, I think. I think that's it. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, I like I like Paul Rudd and I like the Ant-Man movies, so I feel <laughs> like I'm excited. I'm going to be excited for this. Yeah, no, yeah, there you go. But yeah, that wraps up our Marvel discussion. So if you're curious about that, you know, go check out the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, if you haven't watched all the movies by now, I mean, what the heck is wrong with you? You should be right now. I, I Audrey and I encourage you, go binge watch all of them. <laughs> go right watch now. them. We'll wait, we'll wait. It's the best thing you'll ever do. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, serious, seriously, though, we'll wait. One eternity later. Okay, time's up. <laughs> no, seriously, though, go, go check them out. We promise you it'll be worth your time. So, unfortunately, speaking of time, it's almost coming to a close. But before we, before we wrap things up, is there any, uh, any other exciting announcements that you want to share as far as uh, First to Eleven and Concrete Castles? No, actually, I think we about covered everything, which is crazy. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. You know, because like I said before, I know I know the new stuff with Concrete Castles is currently like under yeah. undisclosed right now. So that's uh that's gonna have to wait a little oh, bit yeah. longer. But there will be a lot of stuff very Yes, no, <laughs> no, there will. And again, your your new original album's coming out very, very soon. And uh, I know that you have a lot of stuff going on with um with your YouTube channel, but just give the people an idea of how they can um, find out more about uh, First to Eleven Concrete Castles and uh, you personally. Yeah. So um, for First to Eleven, you can go to all of our social media pages. Everything is just First to Eleven, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Concrete Castles, same thing. Uh, our YouTube channel is just Concrete Castles. That's where all of our original stuff is. And same for all of our other handles. And then my YouTube channel um, is just Audra Miller. If you search it, hopefully it comes up. There's not a lot of people named Audra on YouTube, so it's actually not as hard as you would think. Um, and you can follow all of my social medias as well. They're all just on my YouTube channel too. So you can just click through there. Um, but it's everything is just audra.mllr. There you go. And yeah, look, listen, I, I feel you. There's not that many people with the with the last name Finizzi around these I know. parts. The, the only place you're going to find that is Italy, which is my heritage. So, <laughs> and by the way, I want to go to Italy so freaking bad. You have no idea. It's it's been on my bucket list for years. Oh, I, yeah. I just want to see my I just want to see my family down there. You know, yeah. I want to find out more about my heritage. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, and plus the food there. Come on now. I mean, oh on. yeah. How can you not? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want like authentic, like actual authentic Italian food? And no, <laughs> I'm not talking about Olive Garden. If you're thinking that, <laughs> anyway. 
But no, seriously, this was this was an absolutely fun, fun interview. Audra, I can't thank you enough for coming back on and doing this. I truly, truly appreciate you, my friend. Much yeah. love, and uh, you're you're always welcome back anytime. Yeah, thank you, thank so, you for so having much. me. No, oh. I was excited. I'm excited to be on the new the new series of the Bottom <laughs> Podcast. Nah, are you you kidding? It's it's absolutely our pleasure. And uh, Neil and uh, Mr. Taco give their regards as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, seriously, this was so much fun. Thank you again, Audra. You're always welcome back on any time. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Oh, of course. She is Audra Miller of First 211 and Concrete Castles. Please make sure you go subscribe to all of their social medias, especially Audra's YouTube channel and all of her social media as well. And make sure you subscribe to us as well if you haven't done so. As always, drop a like and a comment down below if you are watching on YouTube and hit subscribe, hit the bell so you don't miss that episode and subscribe on all audio platforms as well. Just include Jimmy when searching for this podcast. Stay tuned for more guest announcements for the one-on-one series on the Bottom Line Podcast within the next couple of weeks. For Audra Miller, I'm Jimmy Finizzi. This is the Bottom Line Podcast, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace and take care.